0: You know, I thought we were going to make it to the end of the movie, and I wasn't going to see Ken Jeong's penis.
1: You do see it at the end of the movie. It's Actually, technically, upsetting. you do make it to the end of this movie without seeing his penis.
0: No, because technically, the end of the movie is after the credits.
1: Do we count end credit scenes as the end of the movies, or are they just like DLC?
0: DLC that comes with the movie? A DLC is an expansion that you buy after. Do you pay for the credits after you watch the film? You're dumb. That was dumb. Everything you said was dumb. What the fuck? I... I... What? what this is starting like a hangover movie. We're in the middle of it, and it's already so fucked. And we're just saying fuck over and over again... And that's fuck,
1: fuck, 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 fuck.
0: And that's The Hangover. See you next week.
1: All done. No, just kidding. Um, We watched the rest of this movie. And um, which movie? The Hangover, part three.
0: Yes, that's the one. That's America. I'm James.
1: This is City Wave Cinema.
0: You wouldn't know it if you made it to the first minute of that intro. But in the second minute, now, you know. Welcome. God help you.
1: This has been a very chaotic,
0: I don't know what, night <laughs> sugar plum fairy heresy is deep inside your veins. Could be the clown nose you found in the closet earlier, coming back to haunt us.
1: I just thought about that in my brain. I was like, maybe it's because I channeled Kiki, Kiki earlier today. Kiki's
0: out here, bro. She showed up in the kitchen, and I have never been struck with more fear in my life that some crazy shit was going to happen. Ah... Uh, there's no, going to no. be some
1: really confused people for those people. You, you
0: just leave that nose in the closet.
1: Anyways. We're back at the hangover. And I'm going to start this right where we ended it. In the bar. With Chow. Holding a knife to Stu's throat. Threatening everyone because they tried to drug him. And he said... he stopped. Like, they get him to stop. And then Chow says a line... That is, can you trust me? And my gut and reaction he said, can I trust you? No he said, can you trust me? Did he? Yeah. Oh. And I said, no. I was like, everyone's reaction should be immediately what my reaction is which is no, you cannot trust him. The fact that you followed him to his weird little hotel room, Shows that you all are so stupid, you can't, no, you can't trust Leslie worth shit.
0: This is the part of the movie where everyone becomes the stupidest version of themselves.
1: They go back to Leslie's hotel. And he talks about, with a scale model and photos, this house. It's his house. It's his old house. It used to be his house. Yeah, that got sold away because he was arrested and he talked he they basically set up this whole plan to break into this house because that's where the gold is right right
0: right I'm tracking
1: when did hangover turn into like an oceans
0: movie that's my note is this, is this oceans hangover part nine
1: that was my note
0: we need to stop hanging out we just write the same shit now
1: um and then I wrote, I hate Alan for the 13th time because Alan, in the middle of all his nonsense, sits on a bunch of crates
0: that house the chickens that Chow's been using for cockfighting.
1: And the chickens break out and cause violence and attack everybody. And in the middle of this chaos of chickens pecking everybody's face, I wrote, what the fuck is happening? This is not my. This is not my normally scheduled Hangover movie.
0: And you know what? That's a good thing, because the last time they did a normally scheduled Hangover movie, it was fucking awful.
1: And then Chow shoots chickens to he, get them off of people. He
0: shoots at least two.
1: I have trauma from this movie.
0: Well, you don't say.
1: Because of the amount, maybe that's why this is so rough. I There's have trauma. So much
0: actual violence.
1: I. I don't. For those of you that are new here. I can watch, I can watch people get murdered, and listen to true crime, and do all that nonsense, and I'm very disturbingly unfazed. That's upsetting. Wait, when you shoot animals and when giraffes' heads get chopped off on the freeway, I get very upset.
0: She hasn't been the same since.
1: I, I don't even like chickens that much, and I still was sad.
0: You should do eat their nugget forms. Um. But don't we all?
1: We don't know who owns the house at this point.
0: We just know it's a house.
1: Owned by a very rich person. And I said, Money says it's Mike Tyson.
0: I also would have bet on Mike Tyson. It's given not, the fact that we've seen Mike Tyson pretty regularly through these movies.
1: It's not Mike Tyson's house. Nope. But I would have put money on it in that moment. Um. And then. We get there and we start the heist part of this movie. And as they start this, I think about everything that the Wolfpack has done. There's a lot. Up to this point. In all three movies. And they should all be in prison.
0: Oh, for sure. For sure.
1: Like, no questions asked, 100% in prison. In at least two countries. Maybe three. Now we're getting there.
0: Probably three. Um, the U.S., Mexico, and Bangkok.
1: Uh, I get my second. You couldn't make this movie now. Note for body shaming Zach Galifianakis, but it's such a trope at this point that doesn't really matter. I don't know. No. Um, and then I wrote a note because what happens is we use the dogs' collars to open the doggy door. It's motion activated, which is why the body shaming comment comes in, because they're like, Alan, you can't do it because you're fat.
0: No, no, it's electronically activated, which is why they needed the collars. What did I say? You said it was motion activated. They had to crawl around on the ground to avoid the motion sensors. I meant like... that couldn't fit through the door.
1: I meant like it was, like, activated by the collars. I apologize for misspeaking. But yes, the collars activate the door, and you crawl around on the ground, and they tell... Alan, that he can't go through because he's fat. So Stu and Chow go in. And Chow...
0: Is just chaos incarnate.
1: Chow just goes straight up behind Stu and sticks his whole face in his butt. Yep. And inhales deeply.
0: Mm, mm Mm-hmm. A big whiff.
1: And then eats dog food.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. A big whiff.
1: And people... (laughs) Made so much more money than I will probably ever see in my life.
0: Some like fifteen million
1: to make this film. Yeah, Ken John got paid to sniff
0: Ed Helms's asshole
1: and to eat dog food, which probably wasn't real dog food, but
0: and to also expose his genitals to the world
1: more than once.
0: Again, for the third time.
1: Did you ever find out if that's like prosthetic or if it's? No, his I think real- it's
0: his real dick. Uh, Here, I'll do a quick Google while you were vamp.
1: Um, I literally almost threw up because of... No, this is
0: gonna fuck my search history all up.
1: Ken Jong eating dog food. Me and Stu gagged in the same fashion at the same time. And I hated it. It was gross. It was disgusting. Thinking about it makes me want to throw up. And then I had a question. And my question is as follows. Why does Alan stand the way he does?
0: Because it's funny.
1: With that, like, hand on his hip, like, like, stomach pushed out thing. I don't know. It's weird. I just, I wanted to know why Alan stands like that. And then we get to, the reason they had to go inside through the dog door and do all this nonsense is because Leslie tells them that they have to cut the two wires on the two Alarm panels at the same time to avoid the alarm being set off. And through this very chaotic sequence, we find out that Chow is colorblind. So when he's telling Stu to cut the wire, he can't tell him what color the wire is because he sees them all as gray. And I just want to know, how has Chow been successful at anything this whole time? Because, like, I... How has he been rich and, like, this famous criminal for all this time to the point that he's had, like, multiple secret services chasing him down all over the world? And he is, like, the most idiotic genius, question mark? Because clearly he's good, like, and we see that when he, like, sets the boys up here in a couple minutes and all this stuff, but, like... He's also an idiot, and I just can't, I can't figure it out. What'd you find out? Uh, he, he was very not, he was very naked.
0: And it was his idea. And the only person who, uh, signed up in the first movie specifically to have Ken Jeong jump upon them naked was Bradley Cooper. So they did 40 takes with Jong's dick on Bradley Cooper's shoulder. Because Zach Galifianakis and Ed Helms said fucking no.
1: Shout out to Bradley Cooper. Cowards.
0: Cowards, I say. But yeah, it was his idea, and he was definitely naked.
1: And that's his real stuff? Because I know at one point we said that... That's his
0: real whole everything. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. I have a lot of further questions that I cannot do talk you? about on this do podcast. You? I do.
0: I feel like you should.
1: I'm not gonna talk about it here, but I, I have more questions. Um they ended up cut they end up cutting the wires and successfully disarming the alarm system. And then Alan is out there asking Phil about his shirt for the longest period of time. And Phil says a line through this whole sequence as Alan's like trying to grab his shirt and stuff and goes, Alan, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I was like, Phil definitely knows that Alan has many things wrong with him. And he's asking this question like he doesn't know that Alan has so many weird quirks. We'll call them quirks. Um, Chow is a chaos muppet.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Chow is a chaos muppet. Oh
1: yeah. And if you do not know about the Muppet Theory, you should look it up and then ask a friend whether or not you are a Chaos Muppet or an Order Muppet. Because apparently you cannot designate yourself as a Chaos Muppet or an Order Muppet. Chaos Muppet. Order Muppet. I'm such a big order Muppet. Bad, um. But Chow is a chaos muppet, and then because he's going around the entire house just like destroying shit that which was entirely unnecessary, and then we get to the basement, and the basement's where the gold bars are, and that is the prettiest fucking basement slash wine cellar. It's just so, the stonework is gorgeous, the lighting is great.
0: <laughs>
1: I just I would live in that basement. Um, And then Chow goes to break down the wall, where he quote-unquote has hidden the gold bars, and is incapable of smashing down the brick wall, because he's a weak little bitch boy. And again I ask, how has Chow done anything successful before? At all? At all. Ever. Like, I just don't understand. Um, And Bradley Cooper, Phil, like, uh, volunteers to smash the rock wall down for everyone, because pretty boy with muscles. Um, And Chow makes a note that it gets easier if you take your shirt off. And Alan says, I've heard that, too. And my note was, I, too, would like Phil to remove his shirt now to knock down the wall.
0: Yeah, I was not. I was like, man, I'm right here. Stop being horny about Bradley Cooper. Just stop. Get some help.
1: They then... I know
0: of a place in Arizona.
1: (laughs) 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 They then, um, when they break down the wall, they start this, like, assembly line of moving the gold bars... Up the stairs and into the bags.
0: Frankly, I was impressed that there was gold behind the wall. I I was I didn't think that there would be. And it blew me away and I'm happy about it.
1: And the order the pecking order of gold bars goes.
0: Cooper drags it out the hole, tosses it to
1: Alan. Alan gives it to Stu.
0: Stu throws it up the stairs, out the door to chow.
1: And at this moment, I look at Chow at the top of those stairs, and I look at that door that's at the top of those stairs, and I say, Chow is going to leave them in the basement.
0: Yes, he is. And Bob's your uncle, wouldn't you know it?
1: Like, two minutes later, he leaves them in the basement, and he locks the door, and I got really upset, because I said the line, I said Chow's, like, classic line of toodaloo, motherfucker, and he did not say it in that moment, and I was very upset. (laughs) Like, if we're going to do a hangover movie, we might as well do a fucking hangover movie. Um, And now they're all fucked. Because they're in a basement, Chow has set off the alarm. And... And boom!
0: Police station! Yep. Hard cut, straight to the cops.
1: And Alan should not be allowed to talk to the police ever without a lawyer present.
0: Nope, they uh, start going over files. Let's see... The dentist, no felonies, one arrest in Las Vegas, no big deal, right? The school teacher, no felonies. Did he get arrested in Vegas?
1: Yeah.
0: One arrest in Vegas. And Zach Galifianakis, Alan, has a folder the size of a young adult novel, full of charges,
1: felonies, etc. I hate Alan.
0: He's the worst.
1: For 14.
0: Truly a terrible character.
1: Truly. And I hate Alan...
0: Oh, he's so bad.
1: ...for the 15th time, because while they're talking and trying to, like, save their case, he's just sitting there laughing at all the shit he's done.
0: It's like a walk down memory lane for him.
1: Um, but they end up... Essentially, it's probably like, well, the dude's not pressing charges. In fact, he's asked that they be delivered to his house. And there's a car waiting out for them. So he's
0: And we're going, Oh, it's Mike Tyson. I
1: was like, oh, it's Mike Tyson, because that's like what Mike Tyson does for these guys. Yeah. Um, and so they get in the car and they go back to the house. And as they're driving up to the house again, I I just this house is it's like fucking Gorgina. It's so pretty. It's gorgeous. The like on the cliff with the stone and oh I just Did you say it. Gorgina? I did.
0: The fuck is that?
1: A TikToker I watch says it. Okay. Um, and then we come out to the pool area, and we see Doug at the house, and I was really confused. And I was like, Doug? And then we see
0: other Doug, and then we see Marshall, and we go, oh, no.
1: And we find out that it's actually Marshall's house, and they just helped Leslie steal the rest of Marshall's gold, and God, they're so stupid.
0: In... Incredible.
1: This is why earlier when Leslie was like, can, can you trust me? The answer was no, no,
0: no. The answer is no.
1: Um, so yes, James. And so he shoots Doug. Yep. They, they killed black Doug. You can't just say that. What is his actual name in the character credits?
0: Is it Black Doug?
1: I don't know, but I'm curious to know now, and I would like you to look it up for me, please.
0: Okay, I'm on it.
1: The R&D team is on it. That's copyrighted, so I'll stop right now.
0: God, it's Black Doug.
1: Therefore, I can call him Black Doug because it's his character name, and I will be be hearing no further arguments from anyone ever. Thank you, goodbye. Um... And then they all, Marshall basically is like, you found him once, go find him again, because I'm killing Doug's today. And, um, they go and they're out by themselves, trying to figure out how they're going to find Leslie. And they're all freaking out about the fact that they just saw someone get murdered. And I just sat there for a moment, I was like... I'm pretty sure they've seen people get murdered. Haven't they? No. Like, in all the shootings and the fights and the everything of the everything, they haven't seen someone get murdered?
0: Not murdered, but they saw that one guy get shot.
1: These movies are very forgettable. Because I could not remember for life if they had or hadn't. Um... There's
0: been a lot of gunfire in the movies, but there's never been, uh, an actual murder. It's I, actually in the IMDb trivia that this is the first Hangover movie where someone dies.
1: Alrighty then, I stand corrected. Technically, Chow's pulse did stop and he was dead for a minute. Um... Ah. Technically. Um, actually. Um... <sighs> I hate Alan for the 16th time in this movie. Understandable. Because they're just standing out in the desert, and he's not phased by the bodies. It makes really shitty comments to everybody, and it's annoying.
0: I I wrote that Alan does make me homicidal.
1: And then he starts talking. They figure out they're like, oh, Phil's phone is in the van.
0: So we can use Find My iPhone.
1: So we'll use Find My Phone. I don't even think it's Find My no, iPhone. No, they
0: didn't even say iPhone because it was still 2013. And it was
1: a slide phone. Yeah. So I don't even know they, if it was an iPhone. They basically ripped off
0: the concept of the Find My, Find My iPhone app on iPhones and just applied it here generically. It was fine.
1: And then uh, he's a dick to stew because...
0: Because reasons.
1: Literally just because he wants to be. Like there's not a good reason this time like Stu said a comment that was like oh we can use the phone if your phone's in the van we can use the phone to track your track down the van after Phil had said well that's not gonna help us because I can't my phone's not with me but your phone's in the van Like it was this whole thing and Alan's just like yes Stu it's not gonna help us and I was just like Alan shut up like please just stop um, and then Stu starts having like a freak out moment cause they're going to Vegas. Cause uh-huh. that's,
0: that's where the phone is. The phone that's is. That's where Chow is. And
1: that's where Chow is. And it's like, he, co- he shows up there and he's like, I promised I'd never come back.
0: Someone needs to burn this motherfucker to the ground.
1: And I was like, it's Vegas, Stu. Like, calm the fuck down. Like, you just,
0: he's got trauma
1: like he'd have more trauma from bangkok
0: the uh, worst things did happen to him in bangkok but worse things happened to his friends in vegas
1: um and we go to this pawn shop that gives you cash for gold and, and who's
0: behind the counter
1: melissa mccarthy
0: oh shit
1: i was like oh hey melissa that was my note about that, and I said uh, you couldn't make this movie because Melissa McCarthy's character says that all um, all Asians are short, and that's just not- that's racist, and that's not okay.
0: It- God.
1: And then, her character, whose name- uh, it's Cassie. Cassie and uh, Alan start making eyes at each other.
0: Oh, they make eyes.
1: I make a lot of eyes. And there's I just wrote, the fuck is happening.
0: Uh, I was, I just.
1: And then I wrote, I'm I, uncomfortable.
0: I wrote, there's another Alan, but way more awful. Because she also treats her mom like shit. In the same way that Alan treats his mom like shit. And they, like, bond over it.
1: <laughs> I was, God, um, it was upsetting. It's I was uncomfortable.
0: So oh, it's so.
1: And then I said, make this weird Ugh. eye sex scene stop.
0: And they didn't. They did not make it stop. They and made it ins- get worse.
1: Instead, they shared a lollipop. And I was really uncomfortable.
0: I wonder if they vamped that. Like, I wonder if they were just like, make it awkward and go. And then I
1: wrote, what is happening?
0: It was just terrible. It's so, so uncomfortable at all points.
1: And through all of that, we find out that, yes, Chao was there. And he got a card for an escort service.
0: And he pawned a gold bar. That was worth 44. No, it was valued at 400 grand. And he took 18 grand.
1: I thought it was for 44,000 and he took 18.
0: Either way, he got shortchanged so hard. But I don't think... The pawn shop has enough cash to equate to a whole-ass gold bar.
1: Or they're just a really good pawn shop. Maybe. Um, and they don't know, the escort service won't give them any information. Because, of course. It's an escort service, so they figure they'll just go ask someone in the business.
0: Bum, 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 it's Heather Graham!
1: So we go back and we see Stu's first wife.
0: Oopsies. Uh, she's still so pretty.
1: I wrote, I hate Alan because for the seventeenth time because ah, he's taking his shoes off, he's taking his shoes off, and using her pregnant belly as like a stabilizer. It
0: in the okay. Here's the thing about it in the second movie. It's it's that first step away from Alan being this like comical idiot, but still a goofball. Right,
1: A lovable goofball.
0: A lovable, a lovable idiot. In the second movie, he makes that shift into just straight up asshole the whole time. That's where he makes the transition. In this movie, he's still in that space, but the gags that they wrote for it are lighter in a way where it's not so horrible all the time, and it's more just outlandish behavior rather than truly, like, almost sinister. Like, that gag in particular is just so ridiculous that it's less offensive to me than any of the shit in the second movie.
1: We also find out that Stu's first wife is loaded now.
0: she She married a a surgeon. surgeon.
1: And guess who else is there? The baby. But he's not a baby anymore. But it's the baby.
0: What's his name, Tyler?
1: His name's Tyler or Carlos,
0: depending Uh, on who you ask. uh,
1: And at the exact moment of seeing seeing, um, this kid, I said, oh, God. Oh, no. Alan is going to get weird.
0: Yep. And then wouldn't you fucking know it? Alan gets weird.
1: Yep, he has to hang out with the kid alone while they all go call random...
0: Random escorts.
1: Escorts and try to find Chow. And Which I, works? I mean, yeah. She's in the inner ring. It's not gonna be that hard. Um, No pun intended. And then I wrote, what a fucking playroom this kid has.
0: Holy shit, that's surgeon money right there, baby. It was Ooh. so
1: pretty, I wanted to hang out in there myself. Um... I hate Alan for tell, for him telling the kid that whoever, the Jeff... Jeff,
0: the surgeon, is not his real dad. Is
1: not his real dad. And then I wrote, this kid is going to need therapy. And then I and hate... Then he
0: tells him that he's his real
1: dad. And then I hate Alan for the 19th time because he says that he's his real dad and his name is actually Carlos. The oh. kid's name is... He tells him, he's like, your name is Carlos once. And I was like, just... Uh.
0: Oh, it's disturbing.
1: And then I wrote... Because then they go into, like, the kid's play tent and, like, hang out in there. And I wrote, how am I even more uncomfortable than I was, like, ten minutes ago in this movie? How is that even possible? But I was. It's wild. Um, and side break, we go to the kitchen where the people are actually doing Actual plot work. shit. And um, we find out that Chow's at Caesar Palace.
0: In the penthouse. In the
1: penthouse. Because, of course.
0: Of course he is. We have Court, to go back to Caesars.
1: Yeah, and we have to go back to that room. Sure. Of course it's there, because it has to be. Because we decided, after the second movie, to tie everything up in a nice bow. Yep. Um, And then we get a weird moment. And not a weird moment like the rest <laughs> of the weird moments, but it's a weird moment because it's in a Hangover movie, and I felt things.
0: It was a little sweet.
1: It was a sweet moment,
0: but also there was too much creepy behind it, so that I still didn't like it.
1: The, he says bye to the kid. And the kid gives him a hug, and it's sweet.
0: And then he gives the kid sunglasses.
1: And then he gives the kid the shades because he put the shades on the baby. I mean, y'all saw the t-shirt. It's a callback. It's up. a callback. It's back. cute. It's sweet. And I, I...
0: It still made me cringe hard.
1: My cringe heart grew three sizes that day. Maybe not three sizes, like a size. size Mine up. shrank. Um, They show up at Caesars, and Stu is experiencing so many symptoms of someone that has PTSD, which he probably does.
0: Oh, sure. But
1: Stu should really go to therapy. Probably. Um, And they make this plan to get... Chow out, which is basically that Phil and Alan are going to take a bunch of sheets and string them down and belay down the side of Caesar's Palace onto the balcony of the penthouse because they know that's how you can get up there because the first movie happened. Yep. And they know that you can get to the balcony from the roof because the first movie happened. Yep. And they're going to have Stu wait down at the bottom with the getaway car and they're going to belay down the building. Go in there, drug Chow, because, you know, that worked so well the first two times we tried.
0: Clearly, that's the way to go still.
1: um, And then take Chow down to stew. But I will say, this is a better plan than their original plan they had to drug Chow. So... And then...
0: Alan has a fear.
1: Alan has a fear?
0: Yeah.
1: Is he afraid of heights? What are you talking? No. What are you talking about?
0: When they try to belay down the building and.
1: Oh, I I was gonna talk about the hand spitting for a minute. Oh, okay. Because we have this moment where you know, like, you and like make your hands so they're not slippery, and uh, for so much time, too much time is spent on Zach Galifianakis trying to
0: hawk a fucking loogie into his hands.
1: And making the most disgusting noises. Um,
0: God, ah, and then haunts me,
1: Phil gets on the sheets and starts going down. And Alan is like, wait, let me take a picture. And I was like, you know, fair. I too would want a picture of me belaying down the, the side, side of, of Caesar's, Caesar's palace. Cause how many fucking times are you going to get the chance to do like picture or it didn't happen? Like you might as well grab one while you're up there.
0: We have smartphones um, at this point.
1: So Phil gets down there. Fine. Then Alan tries to go, and the rope comes loose because Alan can't climb down methodically or still, and he's just flailing about and swinging around, and so the tied-together sheets come loose because you're giving them too much jostle, and he gets stuck on the letters of Caesar's palace. Yep. And Phil tells him to just jump and that Phil will catch him, and I said, Phil cannot catch Alan. There is no way that Phil can catch Alan. Um. What happened? Because I,
0: I, like, blocked it from my memory. I just, what happened?
1: What do you mean what happened?
0: When he when he fell.
1: He got caught in the letters of season No, four. no,
0: when he fell off the letters.
1: Oh, when he jumps? Yes. Phil tells him to just, like, come just straight down, drop. don't push off, don't do anything, and he pushes off. And he ends up landing on the railing of the balcony and almost going off the side of the edge, but Phil grabs him by his vest and pulls him back. That's it. That's all that really happened. Okay. That's why you edited it out, because it wasn't that big a deal. But I did write Alan is stupid for not following instructions and pushing off. Um, he also could have made it much simpler, and James and I were talking about this as it was happening, if he had just shimmied in between the letters that he was already stuck on top of. Yeah, dude. Like, and then, like, just drop down, because the rope wasn't much further down than the letters. There was eight feet from the end of the rope. They say it. There's eight feet and from it, the end of the rope to the balcony.
0: Like, just dangle and then drop, and you have maybe a five-foot drop.
1: It'd be fine. You'd be fine. You'd be fine. Jumping off the top of the letters and pushing horrible, off the wall.
0: Horrible, horrible, all bad, very bad. No good, very bad.
1: And then we get to the That's coolest good. scene. Coolest? Yeah. in the entire movie. In maybe the entire franchise for me. What? The strobe light walkthrough of them trying to track down Leslie in his rave apartment that he has made. Was just really cool. I liked the effects. I liked the disorient... Like, how it made you feel disoriented, like, the characters. I liked the just flashes of light. I'm... I'm into that sort of thing, where it's like, you can get those flashes of stuff happening, and it's black, and... I liked, uh... Don't get
0: her started about Forza Bruta. (laughs)
1: Literally, same thing. Um... I liked it in the Batman too, where they did that machine gun scene and it was just like flashes of light and you couldn't see what was happening, and then you'd see what was happening and that sort of thing. I just like that effect. I think it's a cool thing. Um and we, I just read
0: that filming in strobe lights sounds truly unfun.
1: James has a hard time with flashing lights.
0: as it's not that I have an issue with flashing lights, it's that I cannot imagine trying to film a scene. In strobe.
1: You also it have a hard time with flashing awful. lights. You said you said yourself because of that warehouse that you work in.
0: Well, there is that's an issue with the lighting grid itself, but the just the conditions of doing take after take after take in it. Like I'll go to Raves, that's no problem. I'll go to shows, clubs, whatever. That's no big deal. But can you imagine the workday for those actors? 15 takes in. To that fucking scene. Walking around in the fucking strobes. They're gonna have headaches. That's a rough work day. That sounds bad. Purely on the production side. I don't give a fuck what it looks like. It sounds like an awful miserable experience. Looks cool. Sure. Um, Most of the stuff that looks cool in movies. Was awful to do.
1: They end up finding Chow. Eventually, like through this sequence, and they fight him briefly. Uh, yeah, they, they kind of barely fight him. Chow tries to kill him again. Yeah. And know. then they chase him, and he is on a different balcony in a different room because penthouses. And he's just standing there, about to jump. They're trying to convince him not to jump, and then he just yeets off the side of the building and.
0: How can you kill what is already dead?
1: Off the wall is gliding because he had a backpack on. I don't know why they didn't see that. Uh, I, I I was like, "Every I, you should know he's gonna he, be he fine." A parachute, like a, a very
0: clear and distinct parachute on. And
1: so he parachutes off, glides across Vegas for these really cool shots. um
0: Oopsies his way into landing on top of the limo as Stu tries to track him via the air.
1: Yeah, so they'd call Stu, they're like, follow him, Stu's chasing him through Vegas, and then through complete chicanery and happenstance, Chow lands on top of Stu's limo, as Stu has lost sight of him, because Chow's on top of him.
0: There's a line that gets said, basically, when he impacts on top of the car, Stu's been on the phone with, uh, Phil. Yeah, I fucking forget his name because I just keep calling him Bradley Cooper. Uh, sue has been on the phone with Phil, basically just communicating back and forth. What's happening? He drops the phone in shock. The phone wedges itself underneath the brake pedal, so now you can't brake. Leslie is dangling on the windshield. His parachute blanketing the entire front of the limousine. You can't see anywhere, and they're they're yelling at each other. And Leslie says a line that just fucking had me giggling. He goes. He laughs and goes, ah, we're going to die finally. Oh, what a fucking great line that is. Just all of the movies, they say, oh, we're going to die, we're going to die, we're going to die. And then finally in a situation where someone could potentially die, he goes, oh, we're going to die finally. That ah, just made me laugh. I had a nice giggle about it.
1: It's also a callback to his line of, uh, but did you die? But did you die? Great. Um. Terrific. They end up crashing, kind of.
0: They had a fire hydrant,
1: and then they come to a stop, and Chow is knocked unconscious. Then he wakes up. Uh, they make this line of like, "I think he's dead," and I was like, "Chow has been dead so many times in this franchise." Um, so there's so many times that he should have died, and there's so many times that he has been declared dead and hasn't been. He's just Kenny. Um, really though, uh. And so, when he wakes up, Stu says, it's over, chow. And he scoops up chow and puts him in the trunk. And I said, the full circle of this is real nice. They did a real good job on tying everything up in a nice bow.
0: I just had to laugh because Stu straight up kidnaps chow in the middle of the street at night in Vegas. And even though it's not, like, on strip, there's still, like, 85 people walking around. That just see this.
1: And no one does anything! Um, They drive to meet Marshall to give him Chow. And the gold. And the gold, because they, while Stu was getting Chow, Alan and Phil were packing up the gold that Chow just left in the penthouse out and about, because Chow does Chow shit. Um, and then as they're driving, Chow is trying to plead with them, To make a deal. To make a deal, open the door, like, do whatever they can. It's basically just
0: a monologue of Chow shit.
1: I see Alan's face. And I write, Alan, stop.
0: Because Alan feels bad.
1: Because Chow's his friend. And we know that Alan will do anything. Alan thinks he's his friend, at least. Yeah. And we know that Alan will do anything for his friends. Including drug them so they have a better time in Vegas. Or... Try to stop a kid from infiltrating the wolf pack. We're not saying they're good things. We're just saying that he'll do anything for his friends. Um, And I wrote, don't do Alan things. And Alan does Alan things.
0: He has to get the last bag of gold.
1: To give to Marshall. To give
0: to Marshall. So he grabs a bag, tosses it in the pile. Marshall shows up. They get out of the car. They have them step away from the bags. Check the bags. There's gold. Great. Where's Chow? Rawr, rawr, rawr. Chow's in the trunk of the limousine. Okay, I just want to talk to him. Bang! 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 Click! Clack! Reload! Bang! 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 He and his henchmen just shoot the shit out of the trunk of that limousine, and then they pop the bitch open, expecting to find a very perforated Chow, and no one's in the trunk. Bump bump Bum!
1: bum, bum. Because Alan, considering they t- just left that last portion to Alan to get out of the tr- out of the car, the gold, because you know giving Alan tasks where he's unsupervised is such a great plan at this point in the series. Um, Alan loosened the lock in between the chair or like the seat and the trunk, so Chow could get out, and also gave Chow his gun.
0: Did not give Chow his gun; just left the gun.
1: Yeah. Um, and so after the trunk opens and there's no chow, chow pops out of the sunroof and says, the line.
0: After he shoots the two bad guys, because he just straight up pops up and shoots them both. And then he says. And then he says.
1: The line. toodle motherfucker. Um. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: That's the end of the movie.
1: More or less. We, they have this, like. Weird moment where Alan breaks up with Chow. They go back and they get the minivan. And Alan tells them he wants to stay.
0: And they're all like, cool, see you later. And they leave.
1: They're all okay just leaving the crazy person they were supposed to be escorting to an institution. Alone. In Vegas. No questions asked. After the whole point of this movie was to take him to an institution.
0: I, dude, I wrote the note. I was just like, I wrote two notes. I was like, no one called to check up on them, first of all.
1: Like in all the other Hangover movies.
0: And I know, I know it's like a, they were still within the time constraints of how long they were supposed to be gone, getting him to the facility and getting back home. But no one ever bothered to call to see how it was going. And that's like one of the least believable things. Because at this point, when those four have been in the same place at the same time, shit's gone crazy. And all of their wives, girlfriends, etc. know about that. So surely one of them would have called to make sure they weren't dead, right?
1: Or at least that they were on track. Someone wasn't missing, you know.
0: No one does. Mm -hmm. No one does that. Uh, So we never have that phone call between Phil and Tracy. uh, And fucking... Yeah, they uh, they leave Alan outside of the pawns, the pawn shop, and then he promptly goes inside the pawn shop and Bob's your uncle. It's Melissa McCarthy. And we have yet another truly egregious scene.
1: They agree to go on a date and then she basically prompts him to kiss her.
0: and And then he
1: kisses her. And I have seen better kisses on the Virgin Diaries. Oh,
0: it was not good. But it was not good on purpose, so it's fine. But boy, it was not good. Um. And then he takes his pants off.
1: Which leads me to my last and final I hate Alan moment number 21. Because he just takes his pants off and insinuates they should have sex because that's what he saw in a porno. I said, I said,
0: what's better is not what he said either. He goes, she goes, interesting. Or something to that effect. I don't remember what she said. And he goes, I saw it once in a pornography
1: and Except <laughs> he says pornography really weird. He says dude.
0: pornography weird.
1: But I couldn't remember what syllable it, he whatever it weird. whatever
0: the inflection he adds is just so appropriate.
1: Does he call it a pornography? I can't remember. I th- it
0: might have been a pornography.
1: It was weird.
0: Whatever it was, it was just so oh god, and it, that's exactly the reaction they're looking for, and they just fucking nailed it. And she goes, and maybe we'll wait. And he goes, oh yeah, okay, and puts his pants back on. Which you know, that's a sign of restraint. That's good. That's a semblance of maturity.
1: And then we flash forward six months to Alan's wedding, <laughs> where he sits the wolf pack down and tells them that he cannot be a part of the wolf pack he has to anymore. Resigned
0: from the wolf pack
1: because he's got to be dedicated to Cassie now, and the whole wolf pack's like, thank fuck, <laughs> like not one of them has faced. And then we get this really weird line where uh, he says, she lets me mount her, which relaxes me. And Doug's like, (laughs) maybe don't say that part.
0: Maybe never say that again. He goes.
1: And then Alan says. What? Like, uh, he's like, you mount my sister. I've seen you do it multiple times. And I know I've seen it multiple times. I was just like, I'm sorry. What? You did what now? With the who? With the hot what? And Doug was also like, I'm sorry, what?
0: And then Bradley Cooper looks at his watch and goes, hey, we gotta go.
1: And I never get any further explanation with that. Not
0: an ounce. And you know, I wrote a note right before the credits hit. And I was like, this movie had the least hangover in it, but was easily better than the second one, which had a lot of hangover in it.
1: And we got these cool little throwback moments. Um, They did like this montage of all the slow motion walks that they'd done over the movies because that's like a trope now. It's
0: a staple. You got to have a four person slow motion walk.
1: Of the wolf pack walking down a hallway of some sort. Um, And so we did that. And then the credits start. And I kind of miss seeing the photos at the end of the movie of like all their debauchery. But then
0: we get a different breed of debauchery.
1: We get the end credit scene, which is basically their wedding night. Question mark?
0: It's not clear. Um, there is no time stamp. Well, they
1: ate the wedding cake, so I'm assuming it, it's the yeah, wedding
0: it's, night. Yeah, it's it's like the next morning. Um, we wake up with Bradley Cooper on the floor,
1: going, "What the
0: fuck?" In a dress, the wedding dress, surrounded with mostly consumed glasses of champagne, a motorcycle in the wall,
1: a beheaded stuffed giraffe this a, time,
0: a wide menagerie of. Classic hangover shit.
1: And Cassie's there.
0: She's asleep on the mattress on the floor next to Alan.
1: Alan. And Phil is there. And then
0: Stu is there. Stu
1: walks out the happiest that we've ever seen him wake up from one of these nights. And he's like, man, we're crazy. I'm wearing ladies underwear. But he also had some surgery Sporting done. Sporting
0: some ginormous tits, just enormous knockers, out and about, at attention, just like the silicon should be. And whoo!
1: I wrote several notes about this scene. I wrote, movie has to play the hits. Got to play the hits. Um, and the I hits said, are the
0: hits for a reason.
1: Boobs is the best deformity to happen to Stu in this series. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're right. <laughs>
1: I was like, this is oh, fun. This is a good time. That's funny. Um, and then I wrote, also no Tyson,
0: no Mike Tyson.
1: And then I was like, was he was he really that mad about the tattoo thing? Still, he might have Probably. still been mad about there the was tattoo a lawsuit. Thing. Um, and my final note, and this is where I would like to wrap this up for all of us, is I have lots of questions following the last statement. That was made by Alan in this movie is that the wedding cake came from chow. And that's what Alan assumes they were all drugged with. So my follow-up question is, I said, what happened to all the other people
0: that ate the
1: wedding cake?
0: Oh, fuck. Oh, no. Oh, I hadn't even thought about that. There's a whole fucking wedding full of people.
1: Alan's mom had the wedding cake. I just want to know, I want (gasps) to know, I want to know that story. And that would be the only acceptable hangover for I would permit is if it just told me what happened on the wedding night after everybody ate the cake.
0: Show me the insanity of that party. But also then Ken Jong appears stark naked.
1: Because you got to play the hits.
0: you got to play the hits. Uh, And I think he said that was some crazy night, bitches, or something like that. It's it's a Leslie Chow Chow. line. It's a Chow line and and that's the fucking movie folks and you know what not as good as the first one infinitely better than the second one alan's still the worst character i've ever seen and it's the first time i've ever been like oh thank god melissa mccarthy's in the movie
1: and with that our dog has been whining in case you haven't 40 minutes so he probably has to go out um, and if you weren't here tuning in to us live, which you totally should on twitch.tv slash citywavesgaming, our live audience voted and we are watching The Crimes of Grindelwald next. I will also try to get on top of James to put out podcasts on time, more so, but you did get a double header released for The Hangover Part 2, Episode 1 and 2 did come out as of the recording of this one so i apologize that they are not coming out weekly i'm tr- we are trying to get better about it and by we i mean james bye everybody